Hello and welcome to the JFG Podcast. This is episode 195, our Game of the Year show. My name is Alex and I'm joined as ever by my very good friend, Ash. Hey buddy, how are you doing there? Hey buddy, as always, feeling good on a Wednesday. Mmm, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice to be able to know what day it is again. Yeah, it was difficult for there for a while. Oh dear, it's, yeah, it has been... It's been a lot to take in this past. It's been a beautiful you know, time, two festive weeks. and. Ah, yeah, I'm not denying. Loads of fun. Really enjoyed myself. It's been lovely. Shenanigans and all that have been had. But yeah, I just. Ah, oh, man. Just every day has been a blur. Mainly because of the drinking. It can happen that way. It will happen that way. It will. It, it will. It will. <laughs> it always will. It always will. Gibbons, buddy. And of course, uh, the, for the first time, I think possibly ever, um, we didn't put a show out for a week, but it was uh, just kind of the way that the holiday fell. We had Christmas Day on the Tuesday and Boxing Day on the Wednesday. It yeah. wasn't really going to happen. So yeah, uh, I haven't been home very much over the break. And um, no, no, next show was always going to be family up and around about town and stuff so yeah it was what of... i will say buddy Ooh, is uh, as this is game of the year show had we done our game of the year show last week my game of the year list would be different a game a gamer has made it onto my list that i didn't In play a week. until the last week yes no, uh, that is, uh, i don't know what to think about that really i mean well it's it will certainly build increasing amounts of tension because obviously everyone really really cares on the internet what I think about things. So uh, I do. I'll keep telling myself that. And I'm on the and, internet. Uh, there you are. I'm exactly. Right, see. I'm right here see? on the internet. You can <laughs> Look see at me, me now, mom. Exactly. I made yeah. it. I made it. Fuck you, sweet buddy. So, uh, yeah, how was your Christmas? What did you get up to? Uh, more importantly, of course, as we live in a world of uh, consumerism and capitalism, what yeah. did you get? Well, I got some tasty jumpers. Oh? Like, tasty, I mean like Marks and Spencer's jumpers. Not like edible. No. I, uh, no. <laughs> I got a hoodie. It was like a, a weird fish hoodie. I was like, I haven't heard of that okay. make for at least a decade, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but that was fine. Um, got my mandatory slippers as well, which is always nice. I mean, I'm a fan of the slipper. I don't know about you, but I'm. I don't have any slippers. I have. I haven't owned any slippers since I was about twelve. Well, I mean, next Christmas, I know what I'm getting. <laughs> now you know. You know now. <laughs> ah, of course I do. Oh, lovely, uh, buddy. I finally, yeah, buddy. I got some beard oil, which is nice. Um oh, Meaning you did get something from your wish list. I did, yeah. I did get it. And you suspected I mean, it was going to be that one. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted like a brush and like a kind of grooming set. I, I did ask for a grooming set and I just got some oil. I was like, cool. Yeah, fuck you. You finished this out. Yeah. yeah you get the rest you of it. Just get um, shoe shining equipment, buddy. That'll probably do the same job, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's the same thing. So, <laughs> bit of polish. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do. It'll work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, as always, you have to end up buying your own Christmas presents, really, the ones you want. You certainly do. So that's what I did. I bought a, oh. um, I bought a 4K 28-inch monitor. 
Shit the bed for the uh, for your new gaming den. Yeah, and, uh, how's right that now. working out for you, buddy? Yeah, it's fucking lovely. It does 4K at 60. I'm like, that'll do for now. That's all I need. But yeah, fucking it's, sweet. It's a big step up from my uh, eight-year-old fucking 21-inch AOC monitor that's just got horrible light bleeding and everything's wrong with it. Whereas this is <laughs> lovely and crisp and really nice. And runs really well. <laughs> and it sounds like you got a pretty good deal on that as well, because the uh, Boxing Day sales were not too bad this year, I thought. There were some decent bargains kicking about. Yeah, I, I, I totally forgot about it, because, like, I, I don't know, I was busy cleaning the house and sorting stuff out for people coming round and things. And then when they got here, they were like, oh, have you seen anything in the sales? I was like, oh, no, I haven't. I'll have a look now. And... Uh, Went on the Curry's website because father-in-law gets a 10% discount there. So I'm like, I'll get another 10% off that. I was like, looking at the TVs. I was like, oh, there's some okay, decent-ish ones here. And then I was like, I wonder if there's any monitors. And uh, yeah, there was this Samsung. Like, it, It's quite an old model, but it normally retails at around 300 quid. I'm like, I'm not spending 300 quid on an okay monitor. My, my plan was to spend about 450 quid. On a, a 4K monitor with um, uh, UHD and HDR10 and everything on there, um, but the reviews of like monitors with uh, HDR haven't been great. So I was like, okay, maybe not. Mm. And then I saw this for 200 quid, so 10% off that, another 20 quid, so 180 quid. I was like, you know what? That that sounds about right for me. 180 it's a good quid. Deal, that. Yeah, it's a really good deal for a 4K monitor. And then like a few days later, like I saw like. Um, a couple of articles about yeah like if you want a, a decent monitor that does 4k for under 200 pounds this is the one for you because there's <laughs> nice. not many of them um and this does it really well it's got like amd free sync or whatever it is on there as well so that's quite oh nice. cool yeah yeah and there's like a one millisecond delay so even better Swings and roundabouts in it, really. I mean, special. Yeah, it it does does the job, buddy. So, um, another thing that we got, we got, I got a new comfy chair, buddy. Oh, obviously, I had to buy this. Um, so what for your for your office, like um, no. James' place? So yeah. downstairs in the kids' playroom, I've set up like the TV, like the Switch, and like the old PlayStation. Uh, so that's all like fixed to the wall now. But there's no seating in there, and I bought a I think some kind of lounger. It, it's not like a lazy boy. It's 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 like a two seater kind of thing. It's okay. It's, it's stupid comfy. And uh, yeah, the other night I was just like lying down, like uh, feet up on a footstool there. Just like I just found myself like sinking deeper and deeper down into it. Like so, I was like pretty much lying down. It was <laughs> nice. it was very very comfy. So yeah, I've got I've got two gaming areas now. Like serious business podcasting station upstairs and. Cash, relax downstairs. So uh, Friday night game game night is uh, going to be downstairs. I think on the comfy sofa, getting shit faced. Sounds beautiful, buddy. Sweet as the proverbial punch. Closer to the old uh, to the kitchen as well, and therefore the the, the fridge full of beers. Gotta get them beers, be all buddy. Set. Gotta get them beers in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we're streaming this. We're back streaming, buddy. Uh, we're live on the internet right now. Hello, Shalom. Um, Hello. Yeah. So um, I, I, um, I've hardwired uh, my my gaming room now. Uh, I bought some Cat Seven cable. Pointless. Nice. 
But I was like, might as well get the highest one that I can with all the fucking speed and shit on it. So yeah, I've got that. Oh, everything's all hardwired now, so no shitty Wi-Fi for me. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I'm just sick of buffet food and finger foods now, mate. I've had enough. He wants proper dinners, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he's after now. I had None a this- salad for lunch, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Nutrients. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and drinking. I mean, I'm drinking tonight, obviously. Uh, begs the question, buddy. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am on the Green King IPA this oh, evening. nice. It's a lightweight, yeah. but, you know. It is. And again... To echo what you were saying about the vast buffets and overindulgence, uh, yeah. a lighter beer felt like a good shout this evening. No, nah, it's honest. a good shout. I'm on the uh, I'm on the shipyard uh, this evening. It's oh, only a, it's nice a 4. and smooth, 5, but yeah, it's nice. It gets the job done. It's nice and smooth. It's lovely. Um, Sweet as the punch. Yeah. The only thing really that I got left to say is I've really kind of struggled this year to pick a top five, let alone a yep. ten. Yeah, well, I I I made it a five for your benefit. Thank you, Uh, because I was like, (laughs) I don't know, but we'll get onto that in a bit anyway. Um, So go on then, buddy. How how's your festivities and jovial things? Oh, and also New Year's Eve. I was in bed by like half eleven because fuck New Year's. Really? Okay, fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) I have three kids. I can't go out. So fuck you guys. Going out, he didn't fancy the hoot and Annie, and uh, and to bed he went. Fair play, yeah, buddy. So, yeah, go on, buddy. How, how's your couple of weeks been? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's you been get? sweet. What did you get? Do you get anything good, huh? Tell me. I got some nice prezzies, buddy. I got some t shirts, including this uh, camera obscura t shirt that I'm wearing. So, that camera obscura t shirt that they made a look at that. It's on the internet, you can one. see Pretty that cool. on yep, our live stream. Go. Also, uh, from uh, my sister and her fellow, they got me uh, a T-shirt, a go-karting T-shirt with a big go-kart on there and that. For when we go karting, buddy, I'll be fucking dressed to the nines. I'm all good to go. So, there's that. (laughs) I mean, if I, you know, like when I go places, I like to wear what I'm doing there. So, yeah, go swimming, uh, wear someone that's swimming. It's like news articles in uh, your local paper where someone's maybe tripped over a a, a, a pothole or something and it'll be a picture of them pointing at the pothole as the image of the story. Makes sense, yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Say what you see. It's I like, like it, yeah. It makes if sense. If I can wear yeah. what I'm doing, then no one will have any trouble recognising what's going on. It'd be nice <laughs> and easy. And it would appear to me that the world's getting... Much, much dumber by the minute. Uh, and people need all the help they can fucking get, mate. So there you go. That's, <laughs> absolutely that's what I'm going for. He is absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, I got some presents that uh, my 12-year-old self would have probably uh, done some sort of strop. Maybe tried to hold his breath until he died. <laughs> um, but now, now I'm really pleased with, for example, a, a large piece of slate. For my table to serve, you know, cured meats and cheeses on. There is, he uh, is. Yeah, I mean, as I said, my 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 twelve year old self fucking hates me, but here we are. That's where we are now. Um, <laughs> and some nice nice uh, champagne flutes, buddy, with a sort of pearlescent kind of finish on them. 
So that was quite <laughs> nice as well. <laughs> 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 Fucking, oh, oh God. One of my favourite presents was uh, Kimi Raikkonen's Book of Haikus, which is uh, a charity book that's been made uh, and okayed by Kimi Raikkonen. Um, Formula One driver, for anyone who doesn't know. Fuck you, though, if you don't. Um, and it's uh, it's just a book of haiku poems uh, taken from quotes like radio messages that he's done, like or TV interviews where he's been like quite short with people <laughs> to stuff. <laughs> it's just shit that Kimi Raikkonen said in the form of a haiku. Um, I like. Do you want to hear one? Please. Let me grab the book. Hang on. He'll be right back. Right, they're uh, they're pretty hard hitting, buddy. So uh, p- prepare yourself for this. Let's see what we got. I'm sitting down. Right, here we go. A little little taste for you. This one's uh, the opener for the for the book. It's called Normal, buddy. This is okay. Kimi Räikkönen haiku. Normal. Normal. If we all feel normal. Then all of my friends are also not normal. Is I it, know. Is it ph- philosophical? This. I. <laughs> I mean, here's one for you, buddy. You'll like this one. This is called helmets are special. <laughs> I wish this wasn't going to be called Game of the Year. I wish we could call it Helmets <laughs> Special. <laughs> Here we are. Kimi Raikkonen, Helmets are Special. I wipe it so that I can see better. It protects my head. Yep. Yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> right. It, it reminds me of the picture I put in our Discord about um, <laughs> with Mario, and he's uh, he comments saying, uh, "Don't forget to wash your foreskin." There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is, this is it's one of the best. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. This one, uh, this is very helpful. And actually, uh, myself and Paul were playing some Formula One uh, on game night this week, and uh, we used these as motivation at the start of his race, buddy. It makes and, sense. Uh, yeah, I can see This why. one was especially um, pertinent to that. This is called The Circuit. Narrow in some places, wide at the other. It depends on where you are. So you go, buddy. Uh, stuff. It's it's the <laughs> winnow your words, Kimmy's book of haiku, and um, yeah, it's one of my better presents this year. Which, yes, indeed, answers your question. Um, did you need to buy your own good presents this year? And the ah, answer, yes, the answer was yes, buddy. And I have also initiated 4K mode <gasps> at this point. Holy shit! I knew this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is a, it's, it's not a surprise to me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No. I mean, um yes. awesome. So, we, what uh, did you go for in the end? How did it happen? We picked, we picked up a 4K telly in the old sales buddy, the uh the one that's that I've been looking at were around the sort of seven hundred pound mark and and well out of reach, and then suddenly Boxing Day sales came and one that I've been looking at specifically went down like 
buy 180 pounds all That's, of a sudden. Do you know what you can buy um, for 180 pounds if you have a 10 pound discount at Curry's? I'd imagine you could probably get a 4K monitor. I think um, you could get a 4K monitor for that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm there. I'm in 4K town. We've got a smart TV, LG. It's a 49SK8000. It's uh, it's fucking cool, man. It's uh, It's got all the bells and whistles. It's very space age in comparison to my last one, as well as being nine <laughs> inches bigger. Um, and I've been really enjoying using it. It took me a little while to work out how best to set it up uh, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I got there in the end. Like, how am I going to get sound to all these devices? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking need to. There we go. <laughs> Just optical between the soundbar and the telly. I'm getting some delay issues, though. I think it's pretty common um, when you're using soundbars and external speakers, especially via an optical connection. Yeah, to there, have some, some, issues. some TVs and stuff do have um, like delays where you can change the sound settings and shit like yeah that. well i've got an option but it's going the wrong way so <laughs> it, more it allows me like yeah okay so i need it doesn't go into minus but the soundbar does but the soundbar doesn't have the only way you can use the menus on the soundbar is via an hdmi because it was designed for like a, a, a conference room yeah. with a projector screen so i need to plug the soundbar back into the television like via hdmi so that i can fuck about with it but then i can't actually test it at that point <laughs> so i'm gonna to have to just guess a millisecond and then switch back and it's it's a whole thing that i haven't really bothered doing yet but um no all in all mega mega impressed nice. um i've i've now obviously got the issue that uh the playstation vr breakout box doesn't support hdr so i'm now in the position where i need to unplug the breakout box from the daisy chain to utilize the television which is unfortunate i didn't expect to be picking up an hd tv quite as quickly as i have yeah um or i might have thought about that more but at the time there wasn't really an option to get the uh the one that does support the hdr um but it doesn't seem to just be hdr a real noticeable difference in picture quality oh, really? through the breakout box as well yeah genuinely That's crazy. Uh, yeah it's really weird um and the Xbox UI shits all over the PlayStation because the Xbox One uh, S goes up to 4K, um, even though the games are, are 1080 upscaled. Yeah, yeah. The the actual UI, uh, all of the menus and everything on the Xbox are, are 4K, and it just it just looks really nice. Whereas the PlayStation just looks kind of fuzzy, 1080 upscaled. It's oh, uh, really? like on oh, my monitor, it looks like absolutely fucking crystal clear. Like every like thing is just. Like totally squared off. Yeah, it might be a pro thing. Maybe I don't know. Well, maybe. It's just um, yeah, I don't know. I'm running oh, yeah, the standard. Yeah, because standard console. doesn't do 4K, does it? It does 1080. Yeah, my bad. No, it's got HDR, See? but it doesn't have it doesn't have 4K. So ah, uh, that's why it's I'm not. Ready. I mean, it's only in comparison to the the Xbox running that 4K menu system. Like, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't have that as a point of comparison, then yeah, probably, yeah. you probably yeah, wouldn't totally. notice. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. No, I totally forgot that the fucking standard PS4 doesn't do. 4K. <laughs> no, and I've no idea why. I don't. I've no idea why they can't just add that into the software. As far as I can tell, like, yeah, it Easy seems enough. really baffling. But you know, maybe there's some sort of hardware reason for that. Not sure. Mm. Gibbons. But yeah, it's great. I've been really enjoying it. Done away with our BT box because the 
the Freeview HD that it's got is far oh, superior. superior. Yeah, you know, uh, so there's just no need for it. Um, I can plug a, a hard drive straight into the back of the telly and give us DVR, so we can do all of the recording and pausing and everything on the uh, on the Freeview, which That's is really all you nice. Need, then job done. So man. I can set up match of the day rather than have to wait for it to actually come on the TV. It's like the only <laughs> thing that I watch live other than football matches. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's nice to unshackle from that. And uh, yeah, it's just really nice. Everything looks real pretty on there. And um, yeah, really impressed with some of the like BBC iPlayer content and stuff, like sort of planet earthy stuff. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah some some amazing like 8K videos on YouTube, which it sort of downscales really beautifully and looks fucking incredible. So yeah, it's um, an incredible leap forward, even though I haven't necessarily got gaming devices that can properly utilize it yet. But uh, (laughs) we'll get there, buddy. Next year. (laughs) Givens. Maybe next year. Who knows? We shall see. We shall see. uh, that It would be such a shame if my PlayStation was to stop working, buddy. I'd have to get a Pro. So, uh, you know, hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully it won't won't happen. But, (laughs) but, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was my big purchase, buddy. Other than that, I had a really good Christmas. Uh, I spent Boxing Day at my folks. We did um, a sort of... uh, American barbecue thing so uh, I had a couple of disposable barbecues set up on a wheelbarrow in the garden on Boxing Day I was outside Classic. like yeah. necking beers and cooking fucking steaks and shit so do. that was neighbours like poking heads over the fences like look at this prick that was quite fun um, <laughs> this is <cunt> doing. <laughs> yeah. um, other than that uh, I went to uh, Bedgebury which is a sort of Pinetum Country Park place relatively close to here and they do all sort of uh, LEDs and shit in the woods like put all lights all over their trees and everything and you can kind of walk around and see all that that was fun and festive really enjoyed that nice and uh, and then New Year's we had a little party here and uh, I cooked up a bit of a storm some meatballs and some cheeky chicken and bits and pieces uh, a few little tapas as well and then we popped down to the Pantos all the fireworks and uh, yeah 2018 can fuck off basically and has job so, done mate job done <laughs> it's been a hell of a year it sure has yeah. and uh, it is gone now and good fucking riddance i Thank say fuck. um yeah but not not a bad year for games if you ask me and uh, that really is the topic this week as is, as is the topic every week is video games this is our game of the year show and in the past we've done uh, a selection of awards and stuff but that's yeah. when we've both played like way more bought more yeah, as well games but no this year not so much buddy yeah uh, last year i i remember because I, mean, I, I looked I just back don't, i don't think there's been that many great games this year like, I think there's been loads of great games. I think you've played one okay. game for ten months, so it's kind of irrelevant whether you think they were any like worth playing. Um, there have been loads of good games. I think it's been a fucking amazing year. I genuinely have. But there's a few that we haven't picked up that I think would have made the list, and there's also a couple that we've just picked up that I reckon might have made the list. Divinity being one of them, buddy. Um, Hello, because we won of the course we're buying games. We certainly did, um, and Divinity <laughs> Original Sin 2, which is something that Funk was absolutely loving before he went off on his travels, and I'm sure he'd be Indeed. very pleased to hear that we're going to be ready to play with him when he comes back. But oh, uh, yeah. Have you played much of that? We haven't really got a section for what we've been playing this week, so um, yeah. Have you got uh, anything to say about it yet, buddy? Have you tucked in at all, or um, is it I've a bit early doors for that? I've played nearly two hours of this game now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, didn't realise it was a turn-based strategy game kind of thing. In the combat, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's just me being a retard. 
<laughs> but I was like, I'll buy it anyway, because fuck it, why not? I need to, yeah. I need to spend money on games. That's what I do. Um, yeah, made my little lizard man. Went through like the tutorial area, met some dudes, killed some things. I died very early on. I was like, okay, I need to be better <laughs> at this game. <laughs> um, I've, I've met some kind of companion guy that's started to walk around with me now and stuff like that. I don't know. It, it It's going to take a long time to, to get this game up and running. And yeah, man, I, I, I think we we need to get stuck into this big time. Um, and yeah, we'll do some streaming of it. It'll be fun. And we'll Sounds good to me for quite a while, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, over the uh, Christmas break, I finished off a couple of uh, solo games I was playing, including Quantum Break, finished off Quantum Break, nice. and uh, really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. Nothing like super, super memorable about it, but uh, really, really well done. <laughs> but enjoyable. It's, 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 That's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and similarly with Alan Wake as well, like I didn't think it was that amazing a game, no, really, just in a the grand scheme of things. But, yeah. yeah, I had a fucking great time playing through it. It was an exactly. 8 out of 10, and so is this. Um, nice. But yeah, it's pretty good. But there's a, there's a few games, I think, that if we'd picked them up, they might have snuck in there. I think we might have got into um, COD's Battle Royale mode, and yeah, that might have probably. snuck on. I, I mean, yeah, um, Call of Duty. I think Hitman 2 is another yep. one. Definitely. Probably. And, and this was a thing that happened with the previous Hitman. Um, we got it very late on. Um and yeah, it snuck in there for me uh, of that game of the year. Um, because it came out early in the year previously, didn't it? Where this one's come out quite late. Um, I mean, we're in a time where we're not spending a lot of money on games for, you know, obvious reasons. We're fucking skint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, we're, we, you know, we, we can't buy everything under the sun at the moment, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, Hit, Hitman 2 would have definitely easily been in my top five Um Compared to some of the games that I've got on there. I'm still not sure about those games, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the, the the real blessing for me was that Xbox, because it, you know, it oh, doubled mate, the number just, of yeah, new exactly. games that I played. It, it meant you could um, get stuck into so many games. And also games that had like, literally come out this year as well, because of that Xbox Game Pass. Once again, just praising that so much. It's fucking well, amazing. Well, it's amazing how many games launched on that service. And, uh, exactly. and that's been the real sort of eye-opener yeah. has been that uh, there's been brand new games that have been, you know, 40 quid on the PlayStation and free on Game Pass. Like exactly. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And... Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we've certainly bought less games this year. Um, as I said, I, mine was kind of boosted up by Game Pass. But overall, I, I certainly haven't played. I think hey, I, I did hey. an actual test. I'd played 26 I had the titles. Switch this year, uh, the Switch this year, buddy. I played a lot of games on that. That's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, true. they're not very good. Well, I played uh, I played 26 new games this year. Ooh, I played 26 2018 games, uh, and last year I played 28. So it's actually only ah, two so different. You're only in two, yeah, you're in a healthy situation. Yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad. So I didn't count. No, <laughs> fair play, buddy. <laughs> so rather than doing our rewards, which it feels would be a bit pointless given the yeah. fact that we haven't like really gone balls to the wall in our sort of purchasing this year, um, we've I've basically split this up into like three separate sections. We've got uh, the games that we've really enjoyed playing this year that uh, didn't come out this year, 2018. So 
non-2018 games that we've sunk yep. our teeth into. Got back to uh, Then we've got our game of the year. We've got a top five each of the game of the year 2018. And then we'll finish things off with a top ten uh, of games that we're most excited for in 2019. And yeah. that should round us off quite nicely. Ten games I'm going to buy. It's looking tasty. Looking very tasty indeed. I'm very so, excited. Let's kick things off, buddy, with games that we've enjoyed playing this year that didn't come out this year. Uh, 2018, that is. It is 2019 now. I'm struggling with that. Struggling to come to terms to it. But, uh, yeah. It's um, one more. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you want to kick things off? We haven't got a specific number or anything here. It's just stuff you've been in, you played this year that you've really enjoyed, I guess, or, or you've spent lots of time playing and hated if that, oh, well, if that yeah. happened. So they, as that well. can happen. Yeah, no, uh, mainly it's just a few Switch games that I want to mention uh, because. I got the Switch at the very end of last year, literally that week of Christmas, uh, this time last year. Um, so I didn't get to play a lot of the original games that came out on the Switch in 2018 or 2017. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 2017. So yeah, you, meant so, you had a little, little bit of a library to tuck yeah, into. Uh, I mean, Super Mario Odyssey, first of all, that, that would have definitely been in my top 10 last year, easily. Fantastic game. Great to get back to a Mario game. Fantastic platformer, like sound, music, visuals, everything about that game. It's just amazing. If you enjoy Mario of any sort or have done in the previous years, uh, this is a game that, yes, I do recommend playing. It's great because you can play it with your kids because, you know, you can hand them one of your Switch cons or Joy cons, whatever they're called. Uh, and they can play as the old cap, which is, you know, it adds a new little dynamic to the game. But yeah, it's it's just really good. Um, it kind of backs away from your main, like, story, linear-driven kind of Mario in a way. And it is way more open-worldy in the sense that, you know, you load, load into a world and then it's the case of finding out what you have to do there. Where are the stars and stuff you need to collect? But fantastic game, Super Mario Odyssey, yeah, man. Um, another one on the Switch, obviously Zelda Breath of the Wild. This got ridiculously great reviews last year um, or two years ago. Um, you know what I mean? Um, it's tough, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, oh, I yeah, I can see what you said. Confusing. <laughs> um, yeah, Zelda. I mean, massive open world. Uh, everyone knows about Zelda. I mean, if you don't, then why are you listening to this podcast? I don't know. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? <laughs> Get out! Yeah, uh, I, I've really enjoyed my time with Zelda, and also my son's got really into Zelda, which is cool. Um, I dig it. He digs it. We can talk about it. It's great. Fun. Uh, nice, man. Another one on the Switch I got was Stardew Valley, uh, which was one that I really should have bought. We should have bought on the PlayStation like when it came out, I feel. Um, well, it's not co-op yet, is it? No, but, uh, it, I believe it is year. now on the Switch, I think. Yes, it is on the Switch, and it's yeah. coming to PS4 and Xbox. Yeah, so, so perhaps it might it does. still be something that we pick up in the future, um, because, you know, we, we like um, various games like that. I mean, uh, Don't Starve, we played a load of that. I mean, it's different mechanics, but, you know, that 2D top-down-y kind of style. Yeah. Um, are you talking about uh, you? You weren't like mega, mega impressed with 2018's games. One thing I will completely agree on is that there's a massive shortage of, of decent co-op experiences, like yeah. story-driven co-op yeah. experiences yeah, in yeah. 2018. I, I think um, 
in favor of open world fucking you know battle royale and and, and yeah stuff. I, I mean I, I i looked at several like top 50 games of like 2018 this week and i was like I just wasn't really feeling a lot of them. I don't, I don't know. It's probably down to my game taste these days or, or whatever. But, uh, maybe, maybe. Time limitations and things like that. I don't know. But none of, none of them. Well, there were, were obviously the, the main few that struck out at me. And I was like, yeah, that, that, that does look good. And, and anyway, um, yeah, and the last one was, um, yeah, Destiny 2. I still play that game. And that was came out last year. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Forsaken. I, I saw Forsaken pop up on quite a few Game of the Year lists as well. Yeah, so a lot of I people know, treating that season as as a yeah, as a new game. Yeah, I I haven't done that. You're you're welcome. I know how you feel about that, dear listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to become more and more difficult to be a purist in that respect, though, isn't it? As games are, so. are becoming I mean, more live servicey, it's yeah, uh, like, it's going to be tougher. I saw, <laughs> to be hardline. Um, what was the other one? That the prey was it like moonshine? Yeah, or that pops up in a few. I know. I was like, well, that's just DLC. That's not even a game. I don't know. So yeah, I, I guess you know, we were obviously you know groundbreakers, or you know, we were the original fucking G's doing that. <laughs> yeah, we were like first ever game guys. of the year show. <laughs> yeah, we're like whatever. We do what we want now. Like every fucking Tom Dick and Harry is doing it. It's like nah. So we're above that now, buddy. We're and again, that. possibly supports your <laughs> argument that the, the the games list is slightly wow. unimpressive. Is that, that is people that. are having to clutch at straws with downloadable content and stuff yeah. as well? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple that we we uh, both played and really enjoyed. Um, one being Ark Survival Evolved. Um, yeah, I, I I must have played fifty odd hours of that thing. Uh, it is really fun. I mainly played with with uh, with Funk, who kind of curated the experience for me. Like he was, you know, he'd, he'd pump in like several hours of prep before I came on and got to sort of reap the benefits. Yeah, so it was kind of a about. weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was really fun for me. I didn't have to put any of the grind in. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really impressive game with terrible graphics that I very much enjoyed. Yeah, because th- th- this was a game that we picked up like pretty early on, I think, um, because it was in, uh, like... I don't think it was, like, in beta, was it? Because, obviously, like... Um, Sony don't allow that. That's what I was trying to say, anyway. Yeah, um, no, we, we picked I, it up and then didn't, didn't it touch it for months. It went in a sale, months. and then it got an official release, and the game, like, doubled in price. That's right, which is, yeah. Which is yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it was one of those games that, like, looked really cool. And when we first played it, we were like, what the fuck's this? And then Funk, for some reason, took a very good shine to it and kind well, of pulled us back uh, in, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember us doing a show where I was I listed like five games that we'd picked up and not given the time to. Um and but even after that show, like Funk, Funk took that and was like, "Okay, Ark is a game that we should try and like extract some value from." But I still probably wouldn't have fucking played it had he not put the time in to learn how it worked yeah, so exactly. that he could teach me. I just wasn't willing to give that game <laughs> the time. Like it just <laughs> ran so badly. It, yeah, it did. It did, but but the the systems that it had were were incredible, and uh, and yeah, the things that you could do on there. It's um, it's still a vast community on there at the moment, and uh, yeah, 
that Switch version looks like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, but it's <laughs> sold pretty well. So, yeah, there you go. That will happen. We just got a subscription. I don't know what it's to, but a fucking friend of the podcast, Tom, uh, Tom from my neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's just subscribed somehow. I don't know how he's done it, but fucking legend. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, he loves that shit. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. I don't and, know uh, what that yeah, means. Yeah, good cool. to be streaming again. Yeah, it's it is good buddy. shit. Um, sorry to cut you off there, buddy. Um, oh, it's cool, man. No, I was just fucking waffling on like a twat, you know. Always, it's me. what we do. And <laughs> yeah, the, the other game that um, we, we played together, I bought because I've wanted it for a long time. And that was Need for Speed 2015. Need for Speed. The the uh, the game that we both platinumed this year. Yeah, was, uh, we got the Need for Speed 2015. <laughs> what a game, mate! What a that game. was fun. Yeah, it was, it was, that was a good 15 hours of really really fun. And uh, it's awesome. It's the best. Uh, it was surprisingly enjoyable. I really did like it, and uh, I hated the story and all of the set pieces and everything, but. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to fucking mouth off about those as well, buddy. And that was kind of fun, just saying how shit they were and taking Indeed. the piss out of them. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, it's great. I fucking, I really, really, like, seriously, like, I really enjoyed that game. I, and it was so good that uh, I don't. I think you missed it. I think it was while you were still in the midst of moving. But uh, when I signed up to EA Access, I actually had a go of the newer one, uh, Need for Speed Payback. Is it? You didn't. It's. I, I was like, it, how bad can it be? This is the same team that made the Need for Speed game that we've just been playing and enjoying. Like, it was free to download on EA Access, so I, I fired it up and had a go. And oh my god, it's just the worst fucking thing. Like, it's. <laughs> so, it was so awful. Like, it was worse. And I'll tell you how bad it was. I. This, obviously, you've got all of the old EA games on there, and. And I kept thinking all the way through this experience, this is much, much worse than that Need for Speed fucking launch game. Was it Rivals? Rivals, uh, the yeah. The 2013's Need for Speed. Title, yeah. I was like, this is, this, that game was much better than this game, graphically, <laughs> as well as in terms of... So I downloaded that fucking thing as well, buddy, and I played it, and I can report back that, yes, Need for Speed Rivals is a better game than Need for Speed Payback in every way. Graphically, sound, story, <laughs> uh, everything about it is better, and there's a, there's a difference in terms of development years between those games of, of five and a half years, six years. Um, it's an absolutely <laughs> abysmal pile of wank Need for Speed it. payback. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, there you go. We won't be picking that one up, even if it does go down to three quid. But Need for Speed was certainly hey, worth a poke, buddy, and you I'll were bang on about it. I'll be the judge of that three pounds. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you want to piss that away, buddy, <laughs> then that's fine. That's fine. You, you've earned that. <laughs> that's my right as a gamer. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might get into it. Ugh, so fucking terrible. Might do, uh, buddy. So there you go. Um, there's some games from 2017 that I played in 2018 that we're talking about in 2019. Yeah. What about you, buddy? What? what I mean, obviously, VR has been quite a big part of VR and Game Pass means you, that my list yeah. is could I could have gone on forever here. Um, but I'll just pick out some stuff that really. Uh, attached myself to. Firstly, buying the PlayStation VR meant that I got to enjoy 
some real tasty treats um and probably my highlights of of the stuff that i've kind of played that didn't come out this year um bearing in mind that uh beat saber does not make my um game of the year list but because i haven't picked it up yet but i, I definitely will be buying that uh, I've heard many, many good things. But yeah, in terms of uh, previous year's games, Until Dawn, A Rush of Blood is a very, very fun uh, on-rails roller coaster shooter sort of horror game. Very, very enjoyable and uh, played quite a lot of that. And it's, it's nothing like super amazing about that game. It, it's kind of exactly what you would think of as like the, the lowest common denominator, really, when it comes to a VR experience. But it's done so well that that seems to elevate it you know the the aiming's really spot on graphically it's really pretty nice and uh and i really enjoyed that um so yeah i've, I've been enjoying that and uh super hot was another one that was a really special experience yeah uh, i think people know sort of super hot now but super hot vr the the idea that you've got a full range of motion and you can turn around like 360 degrees and if you don't move, then the game doesn't move, and it's very tactical, but it's also kind of quite athletic because you've got to be sort of clever with it and that. Um, it's an amazing game, that, and uh, if anyone's trying VR for the first time, then it's a real showstopper for them. Um, it's fucking cool, that game, man. It's so good. Ugh. It's probably my most anticipated VR game to play. It's There's nothing quite like it. Yes. Yeah. uh it's absolutely incredible, and also because of the uh, the art style, it doesn't really need it doesn't rely on graphics, so it's just very sleek and smooth and lovely, and uh, nice. works very very well in PSVR. Um, changing tack slightly, Static is a game that I uh, picked up and completed this year, and it's a uh, sort of an escape room for your hands, basically. So uh, it's pretty clever. It's a, a VR game where you're strapped to a chair. You have to solve like a, a puzzle that's a big box attached to both your hands by using all of the different buttons on the controller. And uh, when you twist the DualShock 4, then the box moves as well. Uh, lots of really intricate, detailed puzzles. Sometimes you just feel like you're never going to get there and you uh, sit there for like 10 minutes fucking about with stuff. And it's got that portal-esque satisfaction if you get it. If yeah, you get yeah. it, you're, then it's, you're delighted. So uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, GT Sport VR, uh, I also enjoyed Drive Club VR, um, but GT Sport VR just on a, on account of GT Sport being a little bit more simmy than Drive Club, I think that's probably why I enjoyed it. But to be brutally honest, very slim pickings in terms of sort of sim-esque racing games in VR. It's something that, uh, you know, everything on PC coming out now and, and games coming out like a Seto Corsa Competizione, um, even Project Cars 2, you know, these are all VR titles on PC. The PlayStation just hasn't got the chops, unfortunately. But GT Sport VR is good if you want to do some time trialing around uh, its various tracks. And because they kept adding tracks throughout the year, that content kept growing for the VR aspect as well. So by the end of the year, I could do laps of, uh, like, the Circuit de Catalunya, for example, and, um, and really enjoyed that. It was fun. Get your face in there. Get your face in the fucking car, mate, and head on down the road. Uh, and finally, probably the most uh, immersive and desperately terrifying title on PlayStation VR still is Resident Evil 7. Uh, it's absolutely fucking terrifying. 
um, in the best way possible. And uh, I have been gradually tiptoeing my way through that. And I mean that literally, you know, <laughs> play a few rooms and I'll, I'll turn it back off again. Um, but yeah, it's, and graphically and the way that that game's put together. I mean, it's a game that stands up brilliantly outside of VR. So you knew it was going to be a bit special in VR. Um, and in, in fact, there's a trend there. Some of the best VR games are ones that work perfectly well outside of VR, like, uh, that Star Trek one, for example, where you control the Enterprise. Um, so yeah, that was my VR buddy. And then elsewhere, just to run down a quick list of stuff that I've put lots of hours into this year uh, LA Noir was something I picked up last spring and played relentlessly for about a month um, I think I'm about an hour from the end of it I still haven't completed it but I really enjoyed <laughs> my time playing that having not done so before Yeah, uh, Life is Strange another surprise title that I completed this year and yeah. uh, I don't know I just really, really it really gripped well, me that thing I, even though the I, characters were a bit shit coming at you buddy Life is I know, Strange 2 Yes! Fucking Game Pass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Life is Strange 2 hits Game You're Pass uh, shortly. Uh, it's I'm really looking forward to that. It's a completely different story, completely different characters, but the same sort of feel. Um, they're going for that sort of Stranger Things vibe with Life is Strange. And um, uh, yeah, the characters are a bit vacuous and it's a bit teenage and it's po- possibly not for me, but I, I really enjoyed my time in, in that game. And um yeah, it was just really interesting. I've always liked that sort of butterfly effect stuff and, and yeah. being able to rewind time and uh, sort of try out like all the different dialogue trees until you decided on your best course of action. It's just something about that that I kind of dig. So I enjoyed that. Uh, and then more recently with the uh, Game Pass and the Xbox, Ori in the Blind Forest, I've been playing through a little bit. I'm really enjoying that. That's a lovely, lovely game, and looking forward to the next one of those. Um, Human Fall Flat is a really fun uh, sort of adventure version of Gang Beasts, which I'm, I'm really enjoying playing through, and it's got split-screen co-op, so I've been playing that with the misses as well. We're nice. really enjoying that. Uh, Quantum Break, as I mentioned before, really enjoyed playing through that. Great acting in there, really cool story. Um, pretty stupid and probably not mega memorable, but the tech was just <laughs> there. Like the, they've, they've got something there and, and we will return to this conversation later in the show. Okay. Um, and finally, the surprise standout game, uh, that didn't come out in 2018 on Game Pass is Grid 2 which is a 360 game that's available on that Xbox Game Pass that <laughs> uh, I'd never picked up. I think it came out after yeah. 2013, after we made the change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fucking brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's uh, It's got uh, Gotham-esque street tracks with a better drifting model than Need for Speed. And no, uh, it, graphically, it looks pretty decent as well. Um it's fucking cool. It's a really good game. If you've got Game Pass and you haven't delved into the sort of backwards compatible titles yet, I highly recommend this. I, I've sunk probably 20 odd hours into it and uh, I really like it. It's fucking cool. That's Bearing crazy. in mind that I've got like Forza as well and, and various yeah. other like current gen games. Yeah. But no, it's, no. It's Grid the 2. Arca- Grid 2 is the arcade racer that you've been waiting for, Ash. It genuinely ah. is. And Is it on PS4? It's, it, I don't think it was on... Well, it might have been on PS3. Don't know. I can find out very, very quickly. It probably was, wasn't it? Grid 2, PS3. 
Yeah, it was yeah. a Codemasters game, wasn't it? It is a Cody's game. Um, whether it's on PS Now, I don't know. I'm not paying £13, £14 a month for it. Oh, no cunt is. Um, I could just buy a PS3 and buy the game for less, probably. It looks like it is on PS Now, so you could maybe use your trial <laughs> to give it a Ooh. go. But, uh, yeah, we'll see throughout the year. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, buddy, that's my list. Uh, I could have had, uh, like... Uh, two dozen more in there i've played a lot of games this year yeah uh, certainly since july for some reason hmm but uh yeah it's <laughs> it's been great i've been really enjoying myself nice buddy i mean there's some good games from 2017 and before uh, absolutely buddy yeah i feel I mean, like we're nailing the game of the year show by the way so far like 50 minutes in it's like no talk of any recent <laughs> game damn right we do what we want yeah, mate. It's, a, it's our bodies. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably time we got there, though. Oh, okay. uh, let's let's go ahead and if talk we about must. our games of the year 2018. Uh, in the past, we've kind of done a, a bit of a working out type thing, haven't we? Where we've seen like based yeah, on we've our voting stuff and done things. Ah, fuck that. We're not interested in that. Can't we've got asked. two lists. I got a top five, and Ash has got a top five. There you uh, go. Game Put of the together. Year. That's ten games. <laughs> it's a little bit of, little bit of uh, repetition, I think. For Maybe. if we did that, but uh, yeah. Do you want to kick things off, buddy, with your top five? Um, yes, sure. I'll go for number five. Obviously, yep. starting at the worst game that I've played this year. Um, <laughs> out of the five, <laughs> uh, it's going. I'm going for Pokemon. Let's go, mate. Um, Floods of Nostalgia. I mean, it's not a great game uh, at any uh, level, really. Um, they've just done... I, I, I said about it on the podcast when I spoke about it. It was just fantastic waves of nostalgia coming back. Like, being able to go to Kanto, um, the original area, uh, in, and now that they've converted into this luscious 3D environment... Um, it it was just fucking awesome, buddy. I mean, I I did have a few others that I I thought that could make number five, um, being something like Dead Cells. Really enjoyed that game. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I've got that now. That's uh, that could have been on there, but no. Pokemon. I feel like just for personal reasons, it needed to be there, buddy. Unfortunately. Oh, fair play, buddy. <laughs> it ticks all the boxes for you, and uh, it's kind of. You know, it's the reason people get a Switch is a game like Pokemon Let's Go. So it indeed it just made sense, didn't it? Yeah, Gibbons. Number four, Overcooked 2, I'm going for here. Um, I fucking loved Overcooked. And that, like the original one, and that game brought my family closer together as a unit. Um, just because... It meant that me and my wife could shout at our kids for not doing the right thing and not feel bad about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if they weren't chopping that lettuce or cooking that burger on time, like we, we would shout at them and they would get stick for it, buddy. And this just meant I could do that all over again. And for me, that's a win. <laughs> and did uh, did you you guys get into it uh, in the same way? Have you, you yeah, I know totally. That, uh, we we had pretty like, obsessed uh, with getting the three stars and, yeah, and everything. On yeah, each me one. and my missus got into it like into stupid ways. Like we play it and we we're like, right, we can do that better. How? What's our strat this time, love? Come on, sort it out. 
<laughs> but no, it, it it's a fantastic co-op game. If you have never played Overcooked or Overcooked 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 Two, Overcooked Two, then I I seriously recommend getting these games if you've got like uh, family or a missus that like kind of enjoys a bit of gaming or or doesn't because you know my missus like her forte or gaming uh, back in the day she had a Mega Drive so I mean that says it all really. Um, but no, Love it. She, <laughs> she she loved like Bomberman and stuff like that, and this has like that perfect like top down three D two D puzzly kind of puzzly yeah. yeah, and you know with uh, Overcooked two they added like new things where you could like throw stuff now, and I was like whoa. Um, the beautiful thing would be like when you threw like something and you landed it on the plate the other side of the room. You're just like that just saved me like three seconds. Ah, yeah, it's fucking <laughs> really stupid stuff like that. It's, it's a fucking really really good game. And actually talking about like I was very skeptical when I wrote it down. I was like oh, I don't know about that. Like there's other games I could put on there. But now after talking about it, I'm like yeah, definitely that is my number four game this year. Overcooked two. Fair play, buddy. Fair play. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a revelation. I think that they did a lot better than they were ever expecting. Those yeah, guys, with the original. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Uh, you know, it, it could have gone very differently if if it hadn't caught on. Then there probably wouldn't have been a sequel. But it's so no, lovely that they've not. been able to to do that. And uh, yeah, fair play. Good stuff. Gibbons. Uh, number three. Shot in the dark. This one. There was a lot of hype about it when it came out. I wasn't too sure because I was like, it's a bit Japanesey for me. And you know my thoughts about Japanesey games. They're from the east. I'm from the west. East end boys, west end girls. Yeah. That song. You know, it just it's just not don't work out. But yeah, this is Monster Hunter World, buddy. Now, this came out at a perfect time when Destiny 2 was a pile of shite. And most people would say, Ash. It still is. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can understand what you're saying there. Um, but yeah, this is this was when Curse of Osiris came out. That was absolutely wank. I was desperate some for some more co-op action. I think we'd just gone through the, like the Division Two again, uh, me and the dads, and I was just like, I'm just gonna buy it. So I did. And at first, I was like, I've made a big mistake. This is weird as fuck and I'd, what am I doing here you know like in any kind of RPG when you first start off you haven't got a fucking clue but as time go, went on progressing through the game learning what shit does what how to build up your little base like fucking get special bugs pick certain bee berries or whatever I don't know like trick out your fucking big knife it was ace really enjoyed it uh, especially the co-op element when it fucking worked well, once you understand how it worked, which was really dumb. But no, like, slaying those massive monsters, these things are fucking huge, and you've just got, like, this fucking stick, and you've got to beat the crap out of it as much as you can, using, like, these different tactics and things like that. It was good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was my... If It was, like, if we had the awards, like, your most surprised game or whatever we 
Was it the Golden Silla? I can't remember. Surprise, yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise <laughs> award. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, what well, I was just thinking. It's really nice that, that, that there's a game that's made your top five that that was a shot in the dark. It was a bit of a punt, and uh, well, you were willing yeah. to th- take a had take my, a punt at it. Yeah, like uh, Persona Five was last year. There, that was one that really surprised me. That you were like, oh, we got to get it. We got it. I was like, oh, what the fuck are you on about? I was like, all right. Fucking ended up getting really into it. So yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm glad that I, I got this game and pumped uh, quite a lot of hours into it. Really, um, really enjoyed it. It's a good game, uh, not for everyone, I'd say, um, but it was um, yeah, a great co-op experience when you can get the co-op working, buddy. Yeah. yeah, I keep thinking that at some point I will play that thing. It is installed on my PlayStation and has been for months, but uh, just never. F- never fire it up i, I really that, did not enjoy that beta at all exactly um, and it comes back to what we're saying about that whole like two three four hour mark like with need for speed yeah. and stuff once you, you get persevere initial yeah and then you get into it and you're away kind of thing yeah it's definitely one of them games uh, yes. number two so obviously there's two slots left um you can pretty much fucking guess which two games that i've played this year that they're going to be um, it just depends on what order. And number two is Red Dead Redemption 2, buddy. Ooh. Doesn't make the top spot for me. Now, obviously, this was a fantastic game. We know that. I mean, you're going to talk about it in a bit as well, because I'm guessing it's in your top five. I haven't seen it, by the way. Um, Maybe I have. I hold on. Um, yeah. It, Rockstar, absolutely smash it. Like, storyline, open worldness, scenery everything this game's got it all fucking fishing mate i mean what more do you want bit of fishing i'm in bit of fishing number two though not good enough so number one has to be god of war buddy boy (laughs) givens givens for me this game is fucking outstanding i was playing it last week because i was like i need to get a decision on top spot so i went back immediately just got straight back into it was throwing my axe about and i was like this feels fucking awesome yeah it's not like the witcher where it was a real ball ache to get back into it if you drifted away it's so intuitive god of war isn't it it's uh... it works really well and then after a while i'd be like oh yeah that's how you use your special moves and that's how you get a treyu to do his fucking bow magic and get your magic wolf out i was like holy shit this is all coming together and i uh, I immediately picked up where I was in the storyline because it's quite memorable, which is good. <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah. you know, bodes well for the game. So I was like, okay, yeah, I know exactly where I am, what has happened, because, you know, it had me gripped all the entire time that I was playing that game. I was focused on it. I I, I didn't want to put it down, mate. It was so good. Graphically, it's fucking amazing. Storyline is brilliant. Voice acting is sublime. The, the characters that they portray are just wicked. And one of the big things for me is I can't believe that this is a God of War game, you know? And that, that like, not that that's a thing that should tip it over the edge, but for me, that did. Because I played previous God of War games and I was like, what the fuck is this all about? Playing this game, I'm like, holy shit, they've cracked yeah. it. <laughs> I'm totally with you on that one. I mean, later in the year, uh, 
God of War 3 remastered hit PS Plus, and uh, I was like, oh shit, you know, I've played all the way through God of War. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will try this. It's not, uh, you know, hack and slashing games not, not tend to be my forte, but this has opened my eyes kind of thing, and I played God of War 3 remastered, and I fucking hated it. Yeah, now, exactly. Whether that would have been the case before the new God of War came out, I I, yes. I don't know. I suspect probably. but More um, likely, yes. But yeah, pretty weird. <laughs> So there you go, buddy. Uh, there's my top five. Number one, God of War. Number two, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, number three, Monster Hunter World. Number four, Overcooked 2. And number five, Pokemon Let's Go. Eevee. Obviously, I was playing. But both the same. Give a fuck. Very nice, buddy. Very <laughs> nice. That's a nice list. And it's cool that you've got you've got like a, a classic Switch game. You've got a family game. You've got a game you took a punt on that's kind of co-op-y. You've got your sort of super open world story-driven game. And then and then God of War as well. So it's a nice diverse yeah. mixture. Well, there you go. I like to please, buddy. Gibbon. <laughs> so go on then, buddy. Hit me with your top five. You're going to start at number one. I'm going to start at number five, oh, uh, and crazy. my number five game of the year is uh, Wipeout Omega Collection VR. It's, it's got a VR game in there. Hello. It's a VR game. It's in the list. Um, they dropped this. Everyone knew it was coming, but they never really specifically nailed down a, a release date for this. And then all of a sudden, it was out one day, and... Um, Everyone was going crazy on the internet uh, because there's no game better suited to virtual reality than Wipeout. It's it's absolutely perfect for it. It's a game where you're in a cockpit, but it's a racer. It's fast. There's loop-de-loops. You've got everything that you want there that you need for like a VR experience. And uh, I think they did a wonderful job integrating it into the game. Most games uh, that integrated VR in some way, there were massive compromises either to uh, the look of the thing or the the content, the features. Look at GT Sport. You can only do like time trials and 1v1s. The whole rest of the game's gated off. Um, uh, What that's all about is it can't render more than one car on the screen in VR. Um, Terrible. Whereas Wipeout is, is... you know that that game looks incredible. The Omega Collection on, on your telly, and it's something I haven't actually played on my 4K telly yet. But I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that runs because uh, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful game, uh, an exquisite remaster. But yeah, in virtual reality, it, it, nothing beats that. It's absolutely insane. The sense of speed, um, the hospitality settings they've got on there in terms of. Uh, you know, stopping Chundertown is is perfect as well. There's a, there's a whole different suite of options available to you to sort of get your comfort settings right. Uh, but there's nothing quite like Wipeout VR. Uh, the sense of speed, it's it's the most exciting like minute to minute gameplay that I have played this year. Absolutely fantastic stuff, and um, a complete must buy for anyone with a VR headset. Uh, and exactly the sort of game that the people with the vibes and the Oculuses and the two grand PCs would fucking love to have the opportunity to own. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, as such, it made my top f- top five. And it was in a bit of a vicious cockfight with Moss, which is another Ooh, VR game this year. Yeah. Because I- I've I've really enjoyed playing VR this year. And... Uh, it, it was a particularly hot summer, so I had like a sort of four-month gap where I wasn't really playing it. It just it doesn't 
work when when you're a bit chunky like me and it's 35 degrees in your flat there's no point in playing a, the type of video game where you have to uh, wipe your fucking face every 12 seconds. So there was a big gap there, and I had to sort of kind of come back to everything. But Moss was brilliant, like really beautiful platformer. Uh, since then, we've had Astrobot Rescue Mission. Um, and, yeah, a lot of these games are featuring on, on other Game of the Year lists. But long and the short of it, buddy, best VR experience I've had, one of the best game experiences I've ever had. Wipeout VR is my top five, number five. Nice. There we are. Uh, we'll move on to number four. This is a game that I started playing five days ago. Ooh. And it is number four on my game of the year list. Uh, that's the first time that's ever happened. Uh, I've never, even when we've picked up games last minute because we thought they might sneak into our lists in the past, uh, nothing has ever then made it on there with such a short period of time. Um, and that's always a gamble because you don't necessarily have a lot of time to yeah. really consider things. It, and in the past, like, it's a I think snap I've, judgment, but. He's sticking with it. I like it. I think it de- it depends how much you've played the thing, and uh, and I've played a hell of a lot of this. Uh, and this is a game called Celeste. It yeah. is a it is a two D platformer, uh, and it hit the Game Pass service uh, last week, and it's absolutely fucking fantastic. This is from uh, Matt Makes Games. Matt Thornson is the uh, uh, the game developer, uh, he had help on this from Noel Barry. He's worked on a few other games with him in the past. Uh, this this guy was responsible for Towerfall Ascension, which is a great uh, game. A game, great game we've got on PlayStation. A sort of uh, I don't know, like a sort of puzzle bobble, but with bows and arrows kind of thing with yeah, the sort of single so. screen. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, yeah, this is a, a single player platformer about. Uh, you're climbing a mountain, Mount Celeste or Celeste Mountain, um, and it's so it's got a little bit of sort of Super Meat Boy about it in that it's it's a, a little bit tricky. It's single screen uh, puzzles, so single screen platformer, and then if you can make it up off that screen, then you're on to the next one. Um, it's is pretty difficult. And can be very frustrating. You've got lots of different mechanics, and it keeps introducing new ones all the time. There's a lot of stuff going on here with momentum, for example. If you're on a very fast-moving platform going to the right, if you jump off it before it reaches the end of its run, then it will thrust you to the right. You can hold down the left trigger to grip onto objects and climb up walls, but you can only do that for a certain number of seconds based on how much strength she's got. Uh, There's a lot of double sort of wall jumping and... All sorts. It's and and it's super responsive, like brilliantly responsive, and and it has to be for the sort of game that it is. But then on top of all of that, you've got this incredible overworld, which is rendered in a completely different game engine to the actual game itself. The game is essentially 16-bit pixel art. It looks a lot like Towerfall, just sort of prettier and so on. Um, but you've got this, yeah, this overworld that's kind of like a, a cell shaded thing, and then in the game you'll go through, and it's got like a great deal of RPG elements as well. There's there's dialogue trees and and all sorts of stuff going on here. Um, I, I'm reliably informed that there's over 450 levels or stages on this thing, um, and they're That'll talking about adding more. It's yeah. 
it's absolutely fucking fantastic. It's nothing like any game that's ever been in my game of the year before. Mm. Sonic Mania was probably the closest that anything came, and uh, that was a you know a remaster, so I probably yeah, wouldn't yeah. count it in the same way. Uh, I fucking love this game. Uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant, and uh, for all of those reasons, it is my number four <laughs> this year, despite <sighs> me only starting to play it last week. What do you make of that, buddy? No, that, that's awesome. Like uh, I've had it sitting on the Switch uh, for a while. It, you've kind of inspired me to get going with it. Then I, I think it's real good. I mean, you either—it's the sort of thing that you could easily bounce off pretty early doors, but it's because it's it's tricky. But it tries really hard not to fuck you over. Like yeah, it's yeah. not the sort of—it's not like a rage sort of game because the mechanics are all in place that it feels very fair. So, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's so clever. Some of the stuff you can do, you've got this sort of, uh, midair boost that you can do, but you can only do it once without touching the ground again. So you've got to be very clever about how you, how and when you use it. But then there's power ups you can get that maybe replenish the boost and you can boost through them to boost again. Um, it's really intricate platformer, but it saves. All the time, there's no lives, there's no game over. If you die, then it just respawns you on the screen that you were on already. There's no sort of losing yeah, progress. Like you can that. save at any point as well. It's, um, yeah, it tries really hard not to annoy the fuck out of you, despite being <laughs> essentially a pretty fucking annoying experience. Yeah, so, kind of like Trials, yeah. buddy. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a hint of trials about it in that this, you know, each stage it's not really necessarily just like a platformer. It's yeah. like a real like a puzzle that you've got to suss, and then you have to be dexterous. But it's the sort of game it it's super hard, and then when you get it, it's mega mega satisfying. So uh, yeah, it's it's fucking great. Give it a burn. Nice. Let me know what you think. I will, buddy. I will. Uh, number three for me is Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, third place. It's third place for me. And that is because it is a fucking fantastic game. I loved every moment in that environment. Uh, I thought that the uh, graphically, it's an absolute masterpiece. Uh, it's the best voice acting you're ever going to hear. Uh, the world is gigantic and there's myriad of different things to do and so on and so forth. And we've talked about it in the past. It's fucking Indeed. brilliant, Indeed. this game. But the way that Rockstar does a single-player story campaign is archaic. It's not progressive. I I find it incredibly annoying. And the further through the game I got, the more intrusive it became. And what I'm talking about here is go to Wagon. Drive wagon. wagon. Yeah. Sit, drive wagon to yellow patched area. Oh, you've parked two inches to the left of yellow patched area. So we, you, we, we're just going to fucking wait. Oh, you want to go off down this path? You failed because you fled the area because you didn't follow the yellow line on the map. Dead and bank. what is the point exactly in creating such an, an gorgeous environment? World. Yeah. If you all you're ever stuff. looking yeah. at yeah, yeah. is is a is a fucking map in the bottom corner, that they have a problem with with their quests here, and the thing that really highlighted it was The Witcher. The Witcher Three is is head and shoulders above Red Dead Redemption Two in the way that it does its quests, in the options that you kind of have yeah, of, yeah. about how you want to go about things, 
and that really did tarnish the game for me. I still thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's, it's still like a nine out of ten game for me. Uh, one of one of my favourite game worlds of all time. And Arthur Morgan is is a, a character that I absolutely love. Like Big fan. I think he's one of the best ever video yeah. game characters. Um, uh, in fact, most of them in that game. Uh, and it's it's funny and it's clever and it's brilliant. And for the however many fucking hundred hours or whatever that I spent in that game, I loved it. But it isn't one of the greatest games of all time, and that is because Ooh. it's got a quest system out of a game from ten years ago. And yep. they need I to can see that. They, if they maybe focus a little bit more on nuanced storytelling rather than horse testicles, then it would probably would have been a better game. And they, I get that they want to curate the experience and get the pacing, and and this is the safest way to do that. You know, they want to make sure that you're hitting the right story beats at the right times, and maybe that's why the story's so good. Maybe it wouldn't work otherwise. I just think other games have done storytelling better, uh, including one higher on my list than this one, and. Uh, for that reason, this is number three. Number three. Ooh. Would you agree with that? Like, it's no, yeah. I think what you're saying is absolutely right. Like, um, I, there's so much good with that game, but like you say, it's got issues. It has, it has, and and it's a shame, really, because I think it was less of an issue in GTA V because you're in kind of a built-up environment with roads and yeah, so you can get on, like from A to B. Pretty quickly in uh, yeah, GTA. and and in this, you, you, not yeah, but the openness of this game <laughs> it makes it seem even more stupid that you have to do things in such a strict yeah, manner, rudimental because, way. Yeah. yeah, because you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like apart from like a trail between a couple of trees or something, it, it really feels like you're in the wilderness. You could go anywhere, and yet here you are following yellow dots, parking yeah. in this. You know, it's yeah. Anyway, it's it's still brilliant. I loved it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, number two for me, buddy, is Forza Horizon 4. Ooh, nice, buddy. I didn't... Obviously, I didn't get to play this this year. Um, hopefully next year, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. It's absolutely brilliant. It's just fucking so fun. Um, <laughs> there's nothing more fitting uh, from a racing game created by a company called Playground. It's it really is a playground and it feels like every decision that they've made they've approached it as what's the most fun thing we can do with this how can we make this the most fun what's what would be the most fun cars that we can have and the most fun track layouts and it's everything about it like every the way that it's put together even down to when you're doing like an online race and they've kind of set it up so that it's very very difficult for anyone to spin you or for contact to really sort of be disastrous everything's been thought out to make this as fun as possible uh and then on top of that you've got graphically one of the prettiest open world yeah, games i've ever say, seen absolutely stunning game isn't it incredible looking game um and when that hdr kicks in even on the s uh at 30 frames this thing yeah. looks the business um massive selection of cars because they've got 
the huge advantage of having that turn 10 Forza thing behind them. They've got that juggernaut full of its licenses. Um, they've got all of that stuff right there. Um, yeah. But then, you know, it's it's an open world arcade game, something like <laughs> the crew's trying to kind of replicate. But then Bad because thing. it's got that Forza pedigree, it's got a full-blown damage model. The cars mangle and fight and, and a full-blown damage model in terms of like the handling and the way that's affected. You know, you can be trundling down the road at 35 miles an hour in an Aston Martin like DB9 because you've driven it into a fucking tunnel like it's it's incredible like the way that they've recreated some of the places places that I've been on holiday like you can buy uh, one of my favorite holidays I've ever had was was it up in Bamber in the in the Northumberland sort of coastline you can buy a Bamber castle in this game and live in it like it's <laughs> you can park awesome. all your Maseratis outside nice. it and then fuck off in your atom down to the down to the fucking south coast it's 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 a playground of fun it's it's got amazing audio brilliant like songs and radio on there really funny stuff it's quite tongue-in-cheek um and it's got the added benefit of being in the uk as well so it's kind of makes you feel a little bit more special yeah uh, to a brit playing at home doesn't it yeah and i'm guessing this is exactly the same online as well isn't it you can just Bang on, 100%. You can do anything on there. And a myriad of different modes and options. You can do single-player racing. You can race against driver cars. So I'm regularly racing against cars with my friend's gamer tags over the top of it, and that's nice. kind of nice. Um, but then you can do team play online as well, team battles. Uh, the missus, she's always been a bit mad for collectibles, and she spent a good couple of hours the other day just driving this little mini around the countryside, tracking down little signposts and collectibles and... <laughs> there's a load of like hidden beat up cars in like nice. Anderson shelters if you find yeah, yeah. them then you can get them in the shop and so on um the seasons thing as well is a, is a massive boon the way that uh, throughout the single player campaign you can um, it, it changes between the different seasons and that changes all of the weather effects uh, going into, you know, from the winter and how beautiful it looks with all the snow on, on the ground and, and the, the weather effects are brilliant into the spring. And, you know, it just it is so amazing looking. You've got summer and the races are kind of suited to that. Crazy set pieces where you're like taking on like a hovercraft or racing a, a steam train um but it, it none of it it's all implemented brilliantly none of it feels like su- super stupid in terms of the mechanics and the design uh it's a masterpiece it really is a fucking amazing game and <laughs> i think most years this would be my game of the year um it's also the first time probably ever where the top three on my list buddy i've uh completed all of them um so that's something a bit different, I suppose. No, uh, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, one, you got the chance to play this game because obviously you're such a big race fan, and yeah. two, the fact that you know it's it's pulled it off. You know, they, it's great, and it feels good to game. have. I've got an Xbox exclusive on my list. I've got a, a PlayStation VR game on my list. Uh, I've got a indie title made by two dudes. Exactly. I've got the biggest game like made by the most number of people ever with the biggest budget and then i've got my number one which is the same as your number one uh and that is god of war it had to be god of war it is a masterpiece of a game it's absolutely brilliant i don't have much more to say about it than than you said really except um it's 
a game that I felt I, we were kind of taking a punt on because I had no real interest in God of War as a franchise beforehand. Yeah, true. I think this is the most beautiful looking game I've ever seen. I think it's got an incredible story with fantastic acting from uh, an actor who I really like because I was always into kind of Stargate SG-1 um, yeah, yeah. and he's he's brilliant as Kratos and then Atreus as well, like absolutely fantastic from this kid. Uh, they presented an award at the Game Awards and were pretty funny on stage. They were, were um, but it's uh, yeah, it's amazing, and I love the fact that it's uh, only semi-open world rather than proper open world. It feels more like a sort of old school game in the way that it funnels you in different sort of realms yep. and directions and stuff. Yeah, it's nice. It's full of mystery and mythos. It's well paced. That it has occasional issues where you'll end up fighting something that you really shouldn't be fighting at the level you're at. Um, that happened to me maybe a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, been there. But all in all, it, again, it's absolute collect fest in terms of all the different things that you could find. Brilliant battles. Even to like once I completed the game, the 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 post story content was fucking fantastic. Uh, it's another game that I have platinumed this year uh, with help from the <laughs> misses and uh, looking at some little guides to find all those fucking little green birds that were flying around. Um, it's just another in a long line of, of wonderful uh, PlayStation exclusives yeah, up there man. with Seriously. with Uncharted 4, with Horizon Zero Dawn, yep. uh, hopefully with The Last of Us 2 this year at some point. Fingers um, crossed, buddy. The, the Xbox is just, it in, in its first sort of five years of life, it, it could not compete. And I don't think that it's going to get there before this console cycle runs out. So it's, um, yeah... It's the place to be, really, PlayStation, for these big single-player exclusives. We haven't even Definitely. talked about Spider-Man because we, it's not a game we picked yeah, up this not year. Yeah, we picked up, yeah. I'm sure we'll end up picking that up in a deep sale at some point. But um, I believe so. It's just one of those games where I want to play it because it's had such good response from everyone, but I, I don't know. I was so put off by those Batman games and that style of combat that I would just... The Rocksteady sort of... Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that so many people rated those Batman games. They were, they said, oh, these Batman games are fucking amazing. And I played them and I was like, I, I can't get it. I can't get into this game because of the combat. And I fear that that would be the same with Spider-Man. It was the open-worldness of those Batman games as well. I think I, I preferred Asylum to the, to the open-world ones because it was mm -hmm. more enclosed. Yeah. And maybe maybe for the same reason why I like God of War so much. And, and smaller Possibly. maps as well. Like Forza Horizon's map isn't gigantic, but it's big enough. It was the same with Horizon. It wasn't like the biggest map, and they weren't fucking like, crowing on about how it was the biggest map. Like, I'm looking yeah, at you, yeah, Bethesda. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I think Spider-Man, we will end up probably picking it up, but it is a one and done, and uh, and that's kind of a reason maybe to sort of hold off. I think Hitman's another one that might have snuck in here uh, to our top fives, but I'm pretty happy with mine, and um, I'll, I'll go through it again. Uh, number five, Wipeout the Omega Collection VR. Number four, Celeste. Number three, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, Forza Horizon 4. And both of us, number one, God of War. Yeah, definitely out and out winner this year for me. 100%. And obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from, where it's got a, it was God of War and Red Dead um and it was it was an easier task for me. I listed the 28 titles that I'd played this year, but 
God of War, Forza Horizon, and Red Dead were always going to be my top yeah, three. Top so three. it's just what order it was, it's going to be in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's interesting that you know we have the like the two big heavy hitters of God of War and Red Dead Redemption, but then our other three are completely different. Just because, yeah. you know, we we've been playing on different consoles, or we've had different times of playing, or playing with other people and things like that. It's it's cool. I, I think it's fantastic that you know we've got such an array of games in our. 10 games or you know whatever that will yeah be, absolutely games, which is cool and it's also worth noting i think and this is going to be a trend that probably increases from me is that the the majority of my list is uh loot crate microtransaction uh pay for progression free yeah uh, in terms no, of uh, i'm that. just not interested god of war uh one of the one of the brilliant things about it that shouldn't really be a boon because, but it's just the state of games as they are at this moment in time. You haven't got to worry about any of that fucking bullshit. There's n- not like nothing. No three different it. types of currency. It's not trying to sell you a fucking, you know. It's, it, it's there's none of that going on. Same with uh, Red Dead's single player storyline. There's no need yep. to worry about currencies and and all that bollocks. Then and yes, they'll make up for that in the online version. But of course they will. I think I feel like I've more than had my money's worth from that game already. Um, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's, there's nothing in there like that involves sort of loot crate fiascos this year in in either of our lists, really. So, yeah, nice. So there we are. There's our game of the years, buddy. Um, I suppose we will finish off with, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, the games that we are most excited for uh, in 2019, and there's plenty to be getting stuck into here. Uh, so we've got a couple of top tens here. Um, so yeah, take it away, buddy. What are you looking forward to? These are in no order. These are just games that I picked. Same with me. Yep. Yeah, no I was particular like, oh, order. My number one pick is uh, no. Um, yeah, first off the bat, coming out pretty soon. Anthem. Really excited about it. Got on that closed down for that. I'm not allowed to talk about, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be picking up that game. Um, yeah, co-op looter shooter. It's my cup of tea, mate. I love it. It's your bread and butter, isn't it? In many yeah. ways. And therefore, the next game on my list. The Division Two, yeah, it's <laughs> a co-op loot shoot. Yeah, it's a co-op. Hmm, interesting. Oh, there's yeah. a bit of a pattern here, Ash. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, obviously, um, I played through the the, uh, the Division twice. Ended up buying the season pass in the sale, playing through a load of that. Really enjoyed it. It was cool. Uh, I'm definitely gonna pick up the second one. Um, Trials Rising comes out soon. Um, I've always been a fan of Trials. So I'm going to get that and talk of this is that it's going back to its roots. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Probably isn't, but 20 quid. I'll buy it. I'll play it. It'd be cool. I love trials. Uh, number four, uh, Doom Eternal, buddy. Got to have some more Doom. It does look particularly tasty. You just got to have uh, more. There's got to be more Doom. That's that 2016 game was out of this world brilliant so it just came out of nowhere really that game it did for me it really like, did ah, what, what's this and then suddenly i was playing it i was like holy shit my heart is pumping my balls are sweating like, <laughs> this is just too much it's intense uh number five uh in the valley of gods uh the people that made firewatch um not much known about this set in egypt maybe who knows about it it's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting. <laughs> it's it's the Firewatch dudes. They've been bought out by Microsoft. They've got a yeah. massive budget. But was it Valve? No, it's Valve that bought them. Valve Sorry, bought not Microsoft. Them, yeah. So they've got unlimited money. 
uh, to finish <laughs> yeah. off their game. And that's mega exciting, isn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah. the the mood that they were able to create with Firewatch. Like, oh, Firewatch get- was one of my favourite games of whatever year it was. Fuck it, it was amazing. I really enjoyed like the two, three, four hours you spend in that as an experience, buddy. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it's so great. good. Uh, number six, Cyberpunk 2077. That game is going to be insane. Uh, number seven, uh, Last of Us 2. The original Last of Us was fantastic. So this one is going to be just the same. I'm, I'm very bet. excited. Yeah, very excited. It's going to be, I, I feel it's going to be pretty brutal, that game. Like, pretty horrifically graphic. I think so. I think it's going to cause a lot of controversy. Certainly, the uh, the opening sort of trailers and gameplay trailers that we saw already started intense. stirring it up. With yeah, uh, yeah. with you know, I think it looks one thing that they've never shied away from is 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 violence, regardless of gender. And I think that that's something that's going to be tested to the limit here. If 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 everyone wants this uh, world of, of of equality where no one's discriminating against either gender, then yeah. if a, if a woman is horrifically murdered in a game versus a man, then uh, uh, you have to kind of it's take them is, the mate. same way. Yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly. going to be interesting, it and, and yeah. it's already started a bit of a dialogue. The, the way that that's kind of been presented, but uh, it's that's the nature of a, such a strong character as as Ellie. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just totally. that game's so brilliantly written. It's um, yeah, very exciting. I still, I still worry more than I mean. I am excited for it, but I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm still don't worry about it, buddy. It's carefree, easy breezy, buddy. It's gonna be good. I, People say, you know, it doesn't matter if the sequel's shit or not. It's not. It doesn't affect the first game, but it does. It does it really kind of. Does. Of course, it does. It, uh, it, I, it down, I, I mean, I'm very excited for The Last of Us 2. I still would rather they hadn't revisited that environment, but maybe it'll be the best game I've ever played and I'll change my tune. And I'm certainly As long as they change some out. of the stealth mechanics, I'll be happy. Yeah, it was a little bit ropey at times, yeah, wasn't it? Oh, it's bad. Bad time. <laughs> um, uh, the Star Wars game. What's it? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, from Respawn. Yeah, that game's going to come out and be Star Warsy. Yeah, it's uh, who knows uh, how poisoned that studio has been by the acquisition of EA. Um, I guess we'll see, <laughs> but uh, uh, still excited. That game yeah. was amazing. For the guys who made Titanfall two are making a Star Wars game. That's really all you need to say. Yeah, uh, that's what that's all I need to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be good. Absolutely. Uh, next, the next Pokemon game. It's coming out this year. It's not going to be like Pokemon Let's Go. It's going to be new Pokemon area, new Pokemon, new stuff. Interesting. I don't. I'll get it and play it. Um. And, but yeah, I'm. I'm interested in seeing what it's going to be because there's been little to no details about it. So yeah, we'll see. And finally, buddy, bit of a random one here, but I don't know if you remember the leaked footage of the uh, Harry Potter game, Harry Potter Magic Awakened. Yeah, it's a Warner Brothers game, isn't it? Obviously, oh, yeah. um, Harry Potter RPG, mate. I'm in. I kind of that does sort of sound yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it really and all does. that shit. Yeah, it's Levio Sal, buddy. It's <laughs> exactly, it is. <laughs> Givens. Yeah, I can see that, you that, coming that from. Is, that seems. I, I'm. I'm very much intrigued by like a fucking semi-decent or semi-decent, you know looking 
Harry Potter RPG. Well, the you know the world and the lore is it, everything's there it's for all them. There. It's there, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it's there, it's, so. uh, it's just about someone coming in and, and doing it competently, and them also yeah. giving that person the fucking budget to, to pull it off. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that early alpha stuff that it looked pretty impressive. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, Why not? Buddy. So you go. There's ten games for 2019 on my hit list. What Beautiful stuff. Uh, obviously, I'm going to have some crossover with you. So here's my 10. Uh, firstly, Control, which is the next game from Remedy. And they are, of course, responsible for Max Payne, Alan Wake, and Quantum Break. Now, yes, this does look good. Control looks kind of like what I think what they were trying to do with Quantum Break. Uh, I think Quantum Break obviously had its issues. And this... But but playing through it, you can you can feel the potential uh, of the mechanics and of the engine and so on. Uh, and control just looks like they may well have got there. They needed that little bit of extra time. Um, it's a real sort of mind bending third person uh, sort of puzzle adventure RPG thingy uh, with superpowers and all sorts of weird like telekinetic abilities and that sort of thing. Uh, it looks in- incredible. There's loads of gameplay footage on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, Remedy have always been brilliant at world building. They create a certain, uh, a certain I don't know what, buddy. Um, and yeah, I- I'm I'm fucking well pumped for this. It uh, looks fucking awesome. So and uh, multi-platform from Remedy, despite uh, the fact that they uh, are a Microsoft studio, technically. So uh, that's quite interesting as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's Control. Uh, number two, uh, Dreams, which is allegedly coming out in 2019. This is from Media Molecule, the little bit Planet Studio. Uh, they've been working on this game for a really long time. And really no one knows exactly what it is, but it looks like a sort of very easy to use game building thing. But um, as is with a lot of Media Molecule stuff in the past, you'd probably spend most of your time playing through other people who could be bothered. Uh, yes, so that's what I it, did with Little Big Planet. <laughs> exactly. This is this is a game that's going to have full VR support, and that's why I'm I'm so interested. If I didn't have the headset, I probably wouldn't give a shit about this. But <laughs> I can recognise the potential and stuff like Tilt Brush that's come out on the uh, the PC uh, headsets. This could be um, something pretty special. They've showed a lot of stuff, but they've never really explained how any of it's going to work. So it's a bit of a punt, but. Uh, I'm excited all the same, and that has to come out sooner or later. So, I thought there was a beta. Like yeah, there's supposed December. to be one early this year. Um, it been I'm hoping back to early this year now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping that it'll be, uh, you know, not under NDA, and then I can talk about it because yeah, that'd, be uh, cool. that'd be nice. But um, yeah, pretty excited for that, whatever it may be. Uh, Next on my list, Wreckfest from Bugbear. This was pushed back. The PC version's been out for some time. It was in alpha for a really long time. Uh, This is the spiritual successor to Flat Out, which was a racing game series that I absolutely loved. Uh, They lost the license to that. It was given to, uh, was it Big Ben or Milestone, one of those B-grade studios? So that's why I had no interest in uh, the fourth game in the series. But this, yeah, this just looks like so much fun. Perfect game night racing game. Dirt dirt track sort of uh, stock car racing with an incredible physics model. And uh, I'm really excited to see how that's turned out on the consoles. Should be really good fun. 
Nice. Yeah, man. Definitely one to get. Yeah, it's, it's as I said, like perfect game night game. Like, just fun. Just really fun. Probably pretty silly. And, uh, and it's got those uh, destruction derbies as well in like the mega bowls and stuff. So that's pretty that's, cool. That's always fun. Gibbons, full blown. Uh, Last of Us 2, of course, as you said, for all the reasons that you said. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> because yes, absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. my most anticipated game of all. Um, Blood and Truth, another VR title on my list. This is from the guys, London Studios, who did, uh, um, the London Heist on Heist, the, yeah. uh, on the PlayStation VR Worlds disc. Uh, and I thought that this would be out by now and I, I, I'm getting more and more worried about it the longer it's taking. Uh, I've heard some tentative reports from people who played it late last year who said it was all very sort of linear and they were kind of hoping for something a little bit more expansive, but I've still got massive hope here because the, the London heist was super linear and it was still fucking enjoyable. Um, and it's important that big games come out on VR, I think, as well, to kind of keep that thing alive, as well as all of the little indie titles. We don't really talk about the fact that about 15, 20 VR titles come out every month, but a lot of the time they're stealth released with no warning and don't pop up on any game websites and stuff. It's kind of weird. It's a bit of a wild west to the VR section yeah, of the PlayStation Store. Yeah, don't know what you can trust at the moment. No, kind of it, it's you kind of got to let things be out for three or four months until someone fucking spots it. Um, And a shout out to Eurogamer, by the way, because a lot of the uh, gaming websites just don't really bother covering PSVR. Whereas uh, Ian Higton at Eurogamer, he's on the pulse all the time. I noticed three of his like top five games of the year were VR titles this year because he's been like balls deep with all that stuff. So um, that's, he's kind of my go-to source when when a new one comes out. And uh, worth checking out. So yeah, that's Blood and Truth. Uh, in the Valley of Gods, as you said, I've got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order as well. Uh, and for a last couple, uh, we've got GTR 3, which is a game coming out eventually. It's been in the works for like seven <laughs> years. Uh, it's from Simbin Studios. They've done GTR titles before. This is a hardcore sim racing game. Uh, they also did Race Room Experience, which you can find on Steam for free and play a few bits of. And that was very good as well. Um, but this is a hardcore sim racer, uh, more simmy than Project Cars 2, but crucially coming to consoles with full-blown optimization and wheel support. So that's exciting and there's a real shortage of racing games there's a shortage of games that came out this year um and next year uh, 2019 if you search for game like racing games 2019 there's, there's like three or something it's a just, bit yeah, of a lull like standard ones there was a news yeah, about project cars 3 just being in very very early like alpha at the moment yeah so, well that studio has expanded massively and uh one of the reasons i'm kind of excited i mean they were talking about the next uh Project Cars being a spiritual successor to Grid, which obviously is uh, pretty exciting. They also name-checked Need for Speed Shift, which was a really good game as well. So they're making all the right noises. But the last one on my list uh, is Slightly Mad Studios, because apparently they're making a The Fast and the Furious game, which could be the Need for Speed game that we really have always wanted since since Underground. Since Need for Speed 2015, yes. They've got the official (laughs) license, but they've got the pedigree of Project Cars. Yeah. 
the two things combined could be pretty fucking special, especially if you consider yeah. the, the, the little noises I'm hearing that uh, even Vin Diesel might be interested. Famously, you know, he ran a game studio. Uh, those Riddick games were fucking brilliant, Butcher Bay. They were. So if, if he gets involved as well and that, that sort of clout with that license, it it could be very, very special indeed. Yeah, so it really could. So there you go, buddy. There's my list. Sounds like a good year. You pumped? You're ultra super pumped for 2019 games? Or tentative? I really am. Yeah. I I really am, to be honest. Like, I know I said, like, looking back on 2018, I was like, oh, not much really happened for me. Oh, it was a bit shit, really. But, I mean, it was a bit of a shit year for me. Um, I I wouldn't put it down to games um, being that, that bad. It was just I had a bad time. In 2018, with all like the shit that I had to deal with, moving house twice and renting, and uh, just luckily I'm in a position now where I can settle down. I've got my two gaming areas now, so yeah, it's it is time to fucking take the ball by the balls, fucking <laughs> Gibbons. You know, get stuck into some fucking video games, buddy. Get back on track. Sounds like a plan, buddy. I'll do that with you. We'll fucking do it together. Beautiful games. stuff. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. And uh, also, hopefully we're going to see some new consoles this year as well. Not necessarily released, but certainly announced. And uh, that's always fucking exciting when we've got a new cycle on the way. So, uh, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, was it? the rumours are like late 2019, early 2020, isn't it? So, I'm, I'm on board with that. I'll buy a new console this year. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see how I go. It very much depends at this point on what's compatible with what. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's all, if everything is backwards compatible on it, then fuck me. Yes. Yeah, that absolutely. Would be lovely. If I could get my entire library that I have now and just fucking install that straight on it, and it'll just upres it or run it at a better frame rate or whatever, then <sighs> I know Sony are gonna fuck, fuck me. me with this headset, mate. I know they're not gonna. They're, they're gonna. I bet you. I bet you it won't work on the new PlayStation. I don't know. Why? Why we'll wouldn't see. it though? Why wouldn't? I mean, buy yeah, a new one, cunts. Buy new that's ones. Why. Yeah, I know. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like the we steering wheels we'll as see. well. Like you know, that, that's yeah. It's not going to work, is it? Yeah, but that's, you never uh, know. You never know. They might be like, hey, like okay, we're listening, but still, buy the new one. You can't. <laughs> yeah, that's on my birthday list. That drive hub thing for the uh, nice, for the nice. wheel. But uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been a good Christmas and a good year for games in general. Lots to look forward to in the new year, and um, we're ready for four K now, buddy, as well. So we are fucking four K compatible. 4K Check ready, us out. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I think that'll about do us, buddy. Um, obviously, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, what your uh, what you well. You can you can tell us what you think of our lists if you want. We don't really give a fuck about what you think of our lists, but we'd be more interested to hear your lists and uh, and Hell, anything what that you, you got think this that we've Christmas missed or whatever you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, whether you're excited for 2019, and if so, uh, what are you looking forward to? So uh, you can find us on our. our www.thejfgpodcast.co.uk that's our website where you can also find a link to our uh, discord chat channel and uh, come and have a word 
let us know how you're getting on or you could pop over to street beat on our website and uh, leave us a message there we'll read it out on the show we'll be back to normal next time round with uh, with our standard sections the news and so on obviously there hasn't been a great deal of that over the christmas break but uh yeah we will be back buddies and uh you got anything forget, else buddy we're, f- we're fucking streaming right now we are streaming we're, we're yeah back we're back we're back to we're streaming live. you can we're find us live. on uh youtube you can find us on twitch and also uh fucking mixer.com for some reason we're on there Beam, so. beam. fucking pro beam fucking pro yeah so uh yeah we'll be doing that from now on we tend to stream uh wednesdays at around eight thirty, nine o'clock gmt so uh yeah get stuck in have a work it out work it out yeah google it <laughs> sort your lives out we're not doing it for you there you go thanks so much buddies uh we'll be back next time um what are we gonna we play some games now or are we going to bed what are you doing yeah we'll go play some divinity buddy oh that sounds like a cheeky plan i'll do that with you we'll do that sweet as the punch okay we're off to play divinity original sin 2 and uh we'll catch you next week until then i've been alex he has been ash goodbye farewell you've been listening to the jfg podcast with ash and me alex you can find us at www.thejfgpodcast.co.uk where you'll also find our Discord and Streetbeat if you want to get involved with the show. Our Facebook is forward slash the JFG Podcast and our Twitter handle is at the JFG Podcast. We're on all those video streaming sites too, buddies, from ChewTube to twitch.tv forward slash the JFG Podcast to mixer.com, aka beam.fuckingpro. We've got a PS4 community you can join. Just search the JFG podcast on there. And we're also on Google Plus if that is how you choose to live your life. Thanks so much for listening, buddies. We'll catch you next time. Bye.